Hello, hello, Joe. Hey, buddy, how are you? How are you, sir? Good, good, thanks. Just, uh, uh, you know, yeah. gearing up for the holidays. Yeah, hopefully my connection last year, it's still having issues. Um, but I'm out here in rural Georgia, and they're still waiting on fiber at my parents' house, so such is life. You know what? Yeah. I could pair Are off they, my phone. They auditing it or something? <laughs> no, it's too late. You're fine, dude. You're actually moving good. I can hear you. It's not garbled with me sharing the screen. So I don't. I wouldn't worry about it. I say we just go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, so what's all, going on, buddy? Um, we got lots of good people coming in to talk to us. Uh, Want to help out with the uh, the investment club? Yeah, I was looking at that this morning. I'm in thanks to all of you. I mean, this is great. Just so we're looking for is a, you know, a core group that that helps build a community and and helps learn more about what's going on in the market and finds targets and, you know, helps us be a, a big a bigger success than if just you and I did it. So I'm very excited yeah. about that. Yeah, me too. And um, you know, I think the opportunity then, as we expand what we're doing, uh, becomes bigger too. So that's that's exciting. Thank you to everyone who has uh, volunteered to help out. Joe and I are scrambling to put everything together. Um, I'm actually going to have a call this afternoon with our attorney just to make sure we button up all the documents and nobody's going to sue the hell out of us. Uh, and we set it up properly as an investment club, and we follow the rules. So. Uh, we may be, I told a few of you folks that we we're going to try to get things rolling uh, today or tomorrow. We may roll a little later than that uh, post Christmas, but we'll let you know uh, on the show and we'll message you guys. Um, we'll set up a group and uh, message everybody who has expressed interest. If you are still interested in potentially joining uh, the uh, We're Forked Investment Club, uh, please feel free to uh, message me B zero five crypto on Twitter and telegram and B zero five crypto pound two one four three on discord. We'd love to have you. We've got a good number of folks already jumped in and uh, excited to uh, get this thing rolling. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Uh, cool. I mean, just, so much activity going on. I, I don't know. Life Dow bought some more of that this morning. Um, that's had a TVL drain, um, but you know it's priced way below the um, uh, what is that number called? I can't remember that metric, but the one that's like the back it's what it's true. It's priced. backing value. Yeah, it's way below its backing. Its backing is around seventeen, eighteen dollars, and it's trading at three dollars. So yeah, the question know, becomes. Backing per life Dow LF, yeah, $3 per, per token right now. So it's 6x re return uh, on the money. You know, I think the question is some of the things being online are saying that it, uh, uh, it, it may be a slow rug where they hype the hell out of it, make a ton of money, uh, sell their tokens, cash out, and they just kind of leave it sitting there, which is, which is another interesting thing, right? Because there are things in the Olympus Dow forks that are tweaked. Like you've got to set up the bonds and you can adjust um, components of the system. But at the end of the day, it should still function on its own because it's a deployed smart contract or set of smart contracts. 
What I find interesting is even though this and the TVL is dropping, the APY is also dropping at the same time. And the market cap has dropped below a million dollars. So I think the question is, is if you come in here and buy, you know, a big chunk of LF and it keeps printing and the price holds steady here or goes back to where the backing is um, and there are no developers running this thing, I, I'm really curious what's going to happen with it if these guys have bailed on it. Yeah, but I don't think – I haven't seen anything that says they've bailed on it. I, I just think that, you know, look, this – a lot of whales are in this. Well, if it's in this. Some, this look, if it is early. A, if it's a, yeah, if it's a slow rug, though, you know, if it's a slow but, rug, then these guys cashed out their money and they may not maintain it at all. But I mean, what isn't a slow rug, you know, these days? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean inter- an intentionally slow rug, right? So they did send a tweet out. Two, their last tweet from the project was two days ago with an updated roadmap. Yeah, I don't, you know, so, I, this shenanigans I've seen in other ones, I, I just don't, look, we, I watched the TVL go up from like 6 to 15 in a matter of days when it was blowing a top right. at, you know, whatever trillions of APY, and then that money's gone. So that's not developers. That's just whales coming in and buying it or investors buying it, VCs buying it and moving on. Um, so to me, I think, and I look at all of these the same way that if you're not in at the very beginning, I mean like pre public launch, you are going to get dumped on. And that's why you don't come in with everything at the beginning right. at that point. Um, you come in with part of it. Well, you could come and, in at the you know, very I, early and then, and then get out and then come back in. Definitely. Well, yeah, I'm saying unless, yeah, but I, my assumption was that you weren't in early, that you were at the public sale, let's say. Right, um, right. When it goes from $4 to $70. So who in their right mind is not going to dump some of that, if not all of it, uh, when they get Absolutely. a chance? So Absolutely. I kind of accept that as, you know, the cost of doing business in these. And when I look at all of these, again, the APYs are meaningless unless you think of it as being 12-month holds. I mean, that's what it's for. If you look yep. at the arc or the chart on um, value accretion, I mean, uh, 80% of that seems to be coming in the last couple of weeks of a 12-month cycle. It's just the math, you know? I mean, it's that old story when we were kids right. when somebody said, would you rather get a penny a day that doubles every day for a year or would you like 20 bucks? And, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'll take the 20 bucks. But then when you just double that penny every day for a year, it ends up to be, you know, some absurdly high number. Um, so yeah. I look at these as, you know, you come in at this level, or if you're in earlier, you, you buy some more. Um, you know, I think I DCA'd myself down to about $5 perhaps, um, per one or, or lower than that. And then you got to think you're going to be in it for a while. I mean, that's what these rebases are about. The rebase. Yeah. Just still holding. Um, and it's the same thing with, you know, Fortress Finance had a situation a couple of weeks ago or a week ago where they were tired of all the trading um, into, I was just looking at the comments here for a second. They were tired of all the trading against the treasury. So people were, you know, whales were dumping and buying out, of, it was coming out of the treasury. Um, and so they moved all the liquidity somewhere else. They pulled all the liquidity, but it's in another location and they're gonna reintroduce it. And that took the price down to like, you know, the 15, 10 range. 
but you know, they were trying to like save the protocol. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is, you know, um, can have a lot of uh, reasons. Um, but the bottom line is I don't really trust any of these at, at this point, this level, this size. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I look at it that, okay, I'm willing to take the risk, but it's a 12 month risk, a six month risk. It's whatever. So when I see these, I, I hate to say it. I was almost like, Oh, wow. Go figure. You know, it's like, it wasn't even a surprise to me to see it go from like you know, 70 or 90 to, to $3. I was just like, Oh, why not? You know, they're all at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. off, yeah. off 60, off 68%, you know? And, um, but you know, again, not a lot of money. So, you know, uh, again, I'm just waiting. Yeah, for, we're just, you know, you're just, and with those, you're just kind of fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, you know, when you look again at the top tier ones, Olympus, Time, Klima, let's say those three, um, they all have a purpose beyond the um, rebase mechanism, beyond the financial mechanism. You know, they're heading into other markets, doing different things, GameFi, Metaverse, whatever, or, you know, climate cleanup carbon credits, there's more there than just the financial protocol. And so I wonder, you know, I think the trick is if you can find the ones that are trying to figure out what to do next, then, you know, they might succeed. But then that's also why you do a basket of 30 of them. So you don't even have to think about it at all. And just accept the yeah. fact that if these guys are slow rugging or they're stealing it or they're not, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, you're, you're <laughs> not going to even look at this for six months. Um, exactly. So, you see how much so you have, have a, there, and it's cool. Yeah, so I've tried to insulate myself from, um, you know, I mean, God, you know, look, if this was, I had real money in it, of course, I'd be like, oh, wow, great, down 68%. I'd probably be long gone. But to <laughs> me, I don't really worry as much about this stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because of, you know, we're learning how the patterns, you know, like when people, like I've seen, you know, fractals thrown around in the past in, in channels. And, you know, I always kind of like, you know, it's always a big question mark about those in my head. Um, but then I look at it and you, you kind of the pattern, learning the patterns does help you. And so no yeah. one's really learned the patterns in these rebase tokens yet. And I think that the more you're in it and looking at them and seeing the volatility, you start figuring out the patterns. Um, you know, you still know stuff about Olympus that, that I don't know. Um, right. And then I see these small ones, you know, they all come up with new features. So, you know, like this one, LifeDAO has this concept. I don't know if it'll show it to me because I'm not like connected. Well, actually, it is showing mine. Um, but, you know, you have this warm up piece here. And, you know, you basically, you know, I just bought like another 12 or something this morning, 25 bucks, 30 bucks. And now they sit for a day um, trying to keep people from investing and pulling out right after a rebase, which is what a lot of people do. And so they right. exit it, then it's staked. So that was a feature I hadn't seen anywhere else. Um, right. So, you know, you, you learn different things. And I think that over time, you know, when we particularly think about stuff like, um, you know, all this M&A activity, uh, like the Rary and um, what is it? Uh, Tribe. Rari and Faye. RG, yeah, Rari and Faye. You know, I could see a lot of these small ones like this and Unistow or Fortress. I mean, it, it looks like there might be a wave of future consolidation coming in this space. Oh, you, absolutely. No, there is. You know, there absolutely well, is. Well, we've, we've identified about 70 ohm forks out there, I believe, maybe 72. And, you know, the vast majority are on AVAX, I believe. Um, and, 
uh, uh, Polygon has some, but I think, you know, for the most part, a lot of them have six or five or four. Um, yeah. Some have a dozen. Can it really support that many? Unless it's, you know, unless this is just a new kind of way to do startup financing around uh, projects. Um, but I don't get the feeling that any of these groups have a plan that what is that project? I think they sort of figure it out as they go along, which, you know, is good yeah. and bad in different ways. Um, pivoting versus, you know, getting stuck in planning exercises all the time is usually a better way to go. But, you know, 69 of them having big unicorn ideas is probably not going to happen. So I think maybe if I was thinking about this and I was these developer teams like the snow dog guys, you know, I would be figuring out a way to merge with all these other people. Cause if all of a sudden you can take, you know, all a bunch of $650,000 TVLs and get it into one, we're now at 65 million. Um, you know, you have a lot more stability and that one can run into the thousands. So keep an yeah. eye on this kind of activity coming. I mean, I mean, what did you, what did you think about this deal? The Rari Fay one. So I love, I, I love this and I want to see more of this. Look, I think Rari is, um, Rari and Faye are both cutting edge, uh, awesome projects run by awesome people. Rari is the guys who are all really young uh, dudes. I think a couple of them just turned 18 or 19 um, who have done a brilliant job. They got hacked. They recovered. They um, have built a great product with a lot of integrations in a lot of places. So I, I, I think this is brilliant. And then, you know, this ties into kind of what's going on with um, Sushi, which it's not an acquisition or a merger, but, you know, Danielle from uh, um, Wonderland, uh, Mem, Abracadabra, hard-driving kind of motivated strategist project guy, right? He uh -huh. basically is asking to take over suit, right? So their entire proposal, he wrote a proposal with uh, Arca. Basically, their entire proposal is to build out structured teams for Sushi to um, determine exactly the things that the community governance um, has a say in and then allow the team and the leaders, they're, they're appointing three leaders to the top of the team, one guy head of uh, development, uh, Danielle, head of um, uh, vision and product, and somebody else uh, operational in charge. And all of it looks pretty good. I, I think some of it's a bit vague, so I have some concerns about it. But overall, you know, somebody like Daniel uh, driving product tells me that what's going to happen is a lot of his existing projects kind of get uh, merged in um, with what Sushi's doing, but he's not saying that out and out, right? He's not saying these will these projects will merge together. My concern, frankly, is Daniel taking on the role of managing and rebuilding kind of the team of Sushi while also having projects that I'm invested in um, that he has to maintain and keep yeah. track of. I frankly, I frankly personally don't think it's the best use of his time. And I think he ends up getting bogged down in to bullshit with sushi. Um, if he can merge everything together and make it all come together, uh, that's exciting. But I, it just makes me nervous. Um, it, it makes me nervous about the existing, about time and about uh, abracadabra and all that. But, you know, look, I think sushi is an awesome project. I think the community has done a fantastic job of building what they've built. 
They had a very flat organizational structure. I think the communities may defeat this proposal because it's essentially giving up control. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they need some management internally to uh, govern how things are being built, what's being built, et cetera. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I haven't spent a ton of time examining the details of what gets left in the community votes versus what goes under the control of the team. But what I did read when I read through it rapidly was that it seemed to make sense. There was just some things that were left kind of vague that make me a little nervous. So, yeah. Uh, hey, Rook, go ahead. But look, he's, they're saying here head visionary slash strategist. So that's, yeah. that kind of tells me telling a lot of finding someone to be CEO type person that reports directly to him is what I see. Because you got Omakase yeah. still as head of ops and BD. And then whoever Matthew is, is head of engineering. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a couple other people that need to be in that mix, like you said. And I would be concerned. Right. Um, but maybe the, if I was a time holder, but maybe this yeah. is part of, you know, maybe there's, you know, maybe the play is this is part of the future vision of time. Maybe this is a get control of, acquire, merge into, somehow um, getting all of that TVL under uh, the time banner, so to speak. Um, that could right. be kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, did you ever talk to Omakasi? Uh, no. No, okay. Maki is who I spoke. Maki is who yeah. I interviewed. And Maki's he's gone. not there? Yeah, he's gone. No, he left. He's done. And people were trying to get him to come back. He said no. So Camerate uh, uh, okay. from our community and who's also been uh, – he and I have had a lot of conversations. He's a listener. He's going to be involved with us. Um, I, I quickly sent him a message and said, hey, what what are your thoughts on LifeDAO? Because I know he was invested in it, and I know he oh, made yeah, some money. So he wrote back and said, just the inevitable end of a quick flame DAO from where I sit. Five to ten did this last week. Papa, for example, a few more in the last two days with a few new hot ones having done new high APY promotions. Parrot and Clavis are two that I moved to. In my view, you have to basically babysit these super high APY ones almost 24-7 to avoid the eventual 80 to 90% drop. What I do instead is I start pulling like 25% a day in profit when they're in really high bond or APY mode. That way I've extracted the vast majority of the value by the time they flame out. Um, he gives some details on what he invested and how much he's made. I don't want to disclose that uh, yeah, for him, but he's did very well, right? He, he pulled out good money from the project. Um, and it, you know, look, it's like, um, what were those scams where, uh, I mean, it's, they, they were essentially Ponzi scams, although these aren't necessarily Ponzi in structure. But um, there were all these telegram scams where they basically got a bunch of people in and then they kept selling it and people kept making it, but eventually it catches up because there's not enough coming in. Um, he says now he leaves, actually leaves the last little bit there to grow because I bet they'd still do another marketing push or two, just not to the yeah. same highs as before. So he's basically doing what you're doing, which is keeping some in there and just sit back and see what happens with it, right? And just keep an eye on yeah. it. So, well, also, uh, he really also makes... Yeah, he makes a really good point too. And it's about taking profits on the way up. And we do this and everything yeah, yeah. else. So it's something to be thinking about in, in, in this one too, these these types of investments. Um, you know, so look, for example, we're at three bucks, two ninety one right now, or so I saw three somewhere else. Um yeah. 
you know, if you if you buy in here and it, it goes to 10, I mean, you should sell 25, 30% of that at that point. Um, yeah. Get your initial money off the table. Um, because yep. these do these do go up and down. And and like he said, there's bound to be another big marketing push, or maybe there's consolidation or something. But you know, just do it in a diversified manner so you don't um, you know, you get stuck with all your eggs in one basket. I mean, yeah. it's great when it works, but it doesn't work all the time. So yeah. Well, LifeDial, what's interesting is LifeDial two days ago posted their roadmap. Yeah. And today was the day where they claimed they were starting marketing phase two. So we'll uh, we'll see if it actually happens or not. But uh, anyway, it, it's very interesting. Real, real quick, um, I got a message from Mystery Cat. I've interacted with him a lot and he listens to the show. He said, I'm super pumped about the Dow. I'm down for three grand, but I really think the official name should be Boomer Dow. Otherwise, I'm going to put my money elsewhere, laughing out loud. So uh, Mystery <laughs> Cat's going to join us. But <laughs> he cracks me up. Uh, yeah, Boomer Dow. I don't know. Maybe all of us are, the, are, are in this age range. We'll have to see. But uh, excited to have X, him man. join. Yes, me too. Me too. I'm Gen X too. But it's still pretty damn funny. So uh, no, anyway, he wants to help out with the project too and do some research. We've had a lot. I think we're going to have a really powerful Dow built out here, Joe. I think this is exciting. No, and I mean, what's super exciting to me, too, is that all the other things that we have coming behind this. I mean, this is we just yeah. kind of alluded to this before. You know, we're not going to be doing big pivots. <laughs> you know, we're going to be executing yeah. a strategic plan. So, you know, sometimes you might see a little bit more paperwork than you really want to see, but it's just to make sure that we're all um, protected. So there is a definitely a multi-step plan here uh, going forward, and I, I just can't wait to implement it. Yeah, I'm too, I do too, man. I'm excited. And I think we got a lot of great people wanting to help. And look, the more heads we have in it who are doing this every day, the better off all of us are going to be. So it's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so absolutely. You, you were, so we were talking about Ewo Place. What was this about? I just. Oh, yeah. So let me pull I, that. I, hold I on. Let me mess, this. finish this um, message. Just, oh, sorry. No, it's all right. I'm in the middle of a show, but I'm messaging. Uh, I tried to get Camerate to come on and talk about LifeDAO, but he's doing what I did two days ago, packing up the family and headed for out for the holidays. So, uh, so uh, EWO, E-W-O, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, but very interesting. So, and I can't, I think I got this from um, one of the Telegram feeds I get with all the DeFi projects that are happening. So uh, this is a really interesting thing, and I'm not I'm still not quite sure how to make what to make of it, but I read that that um, the token staked in the wallet in the app is clearing like uh, 11 to 12 percent every five days, right? Um, and I don't think this is an Olympus Dow fork, but what's there's a several things that are really interesting about this. So the concept is this: um, they are buying up real estate starting in Portugal, and I think they're probably going to move around Europe first. They're buying up real estate in towns that are kind of dying off, but that have like historical significance or beautiful natural uh, attractions nearby, right? So you've heard about these towns in Italy that'll pay you $15,000 to move there because everybody's moving away from the towns. Um, This is kind of what they're doing. So they're going in and buying up really cheap real estate that maybe needs some work. They're fixing it up. And then their model is, if you stake their token, the more of your token, their token you stake in your wallet, 
the cheaper the price is for you to stay in this place, right? And they have these studio apartments or studio cottages, whatever, in these towns. So they started off in this one town, and you basically can pay, if you're staking their token any amount, you basically pay 29 uh, euros per week, right, to stay in the place. The idea is, is that they think that they can eliminate owning property or renting property because the value of the tokens will be so great and the revenue that that comes from people staking the token and the price growing of the token that they think that they can build this massive network of properties where people that are stakeholders in the project can go live for basically next to nothing or free um, but and the whole value circulates then around the tokens instead of the properties which is a really interesting concept right because they're basically saying if you stake our token and increase the value because you're a holder, then our value of our token is going to go up. So our wealth increases. So it's very easy for us to buy projects. Now, here's the thing I find interesting that they didn't do, and it was probably for legal reasons, but I'd love to see this a similar model to this done, um, but where the DAO owns the property. Right now, it's a separate organization that owns the properties. It's When you're buying tokens in the DAO, you have no say in the property, right? You're not... <clears throat> you're not owning property. The DAO doesn't own any property. So they're basically accumulating properties with the value of the tokens that are getting bought from them. And they're building a real estate portfolio. But That's the real separate. estate portfolio, yeah, the real estate portfolio isn't that great of value because it's in towns that are kind of dying off. But they are places you would want to visit, right? Because they're beautiful or they have natural resources around mountains and hiking and lakes and motion or whatever. But the concept is pretty cool because if here's the thing, like my wife and I want to travel the world, right? We either are going to do it with our children for a year or we're going to do it after they are off to college. And we may never live in one place for good for again. We just want to travel. Well, it's a pretty cool thing to know that I can stake this token and earn on the token. Like I'm earning more APY on the token every day. And it also entitles me to live in places all over the world that are beautiful and attractive and could be fun to hang out um, for free or next to free. And that's a really powerful model, right? So they're kind of taking this whole thing that you and I talk about in terms of DeFi and perpetual income and earning revenue and token values. And they're taking it and saying, hey, you can earn tokens. We're gonna get rich because we own the, the initial supply of tokens and we're selling them to you. And our token value is going to increase because we think that people who want to be nomads, who want to move around the world, will actually be really interested in, in staking the tokens and holding them and thus driving the value of the tokens up, right? Which is, it's a really cool concept. I personally would prefer the DAO own the properties and that the community votes on the next cities to go to and that kind of thing. But it's a cool first implementation. Yeah, I mean... How do I put it? It's again, it's like share economy stuff, like um, yeah, ride sharing or kind of an Airbnb concept. But have you heard any of that rumor about Airbnb doing a token? By any chance, have you? Heard I have that? not. I have not. I have not. I've nope. heard some talk out in some channels about that, not in Telegram, but like just mainstream stuff. Um, no, I do like this because I like the fact of having the token. I don't see the tokens 
purpose. I guess you pay for you pay for the properties with it or something. But I also like that they have a wallet that I think can hold multiple uh, types of crypto. Right. But here's the interesting thing about having so, the wallet in the app, right? Is instead of having it be a, 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 a an app on the web, and then you're you know you're connecting to other DeFi applications for yields or whatever. When they own you in the wallet, you're less likely to to transfer that shit out and sell. You're likely look. I'm earning yield. I'm in the wallet. What do I care, right? I may I may send some out to sell as I earn more and more, but at the end of the day, if it gets me free places to live around the world that are in beautiful places, why would I bother, right? I'm I stake a couple of thousand dollars worth. If that means for the next five to ten years I can just live freely anywhere in the world, I'm not going to sell that token. No, of course not. But what I'm saying is that they're also taking ETH and other cryptocurrencies. So they're basically going to be almost, you know, the wallet play is kind of interesting when you think that the real estate is not part of it. And the wallets here, uh, what you could do with the wallets, you know, if you're EWO, like, like you said, staking and yield farming, you know, because there's going to be a pair that's, what's the token called? EWO? Uh, uh-huh. There's going to be a pair, EWO, ETH pair somewhere. Um, so, right. you know, it brings in all kinds of the stuff that we look at every day, you know, the finance. Exactly. Um, and then now what you do with it's the a very real cool estate, concept. I do kind of, I do wish the real estate was part of it. Um, I mean, too. you know, just to give you more security, maybe they get there next or maybe the next players do. Um, I don't see a lot of locations yet though. That's the other thing I was saying. I just see. No, Portugal, all they have, all they have at launch is all they have at launch is Portugal. They haven't done anything more. Yeah. I, I think this thing fun. like, yeah, I think this thing just launched. Uh, Portugal's okay. hot. Portugal's beautiful. And there's a ton of crypto activity in Portugal, a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I haven't been there in a while. It's, um, but I remember the food's great. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of cool because you're like right next to Spain, too. So there's a lot of crossing back and forth. And then Port, yeah. you know, El Porto or whatever, that city on the coast going up above Lisbon. Yeah. That's got some really good real estate deals there, too. And, and of Absolutely. course, you've got, you know, all the port wine and all that. Yeah. No, this is this is interesting. I could see spending a little time in Portugal. Um, all right. So we'll keep an eye on that one. What about... Um, what about this YFI? Okay, so I, I didn't get time I didn't get time to dive completely into this one, but um and and I'll talk about it more after I get a chance to finish reading it. Um but uh the yeah, I've seen line is that uh, uh there's a new model on how YFI what the hell? Why does this keep popping back up? There's a new model on uh how how yearns token um is gonna earn. Um, but I, I was hoping to read this whole thing through before um, before the show, and I didn't get a chance to. So we'll save no, that one for okay. tomorrow. Well, what's cool though is I read this article too. Now I just look at it. I remember reading it. Um, what I thought was really interesting here is they're again doing some interesting comparisons, like when we talk about market cap to TVL. And yeah. there's an article in here about um, you know it was showing curve and their multiple as being dramatic, super duper high compared to YFI. And that kind of got my attention because I'm like, you know, I talk a lot about curve or not so much lately, but it started making me see how it is such this YFI is such a big, a good buy right now. Um, right. Look, this is on medium. It's uh, 
YFI Reborn as a Black Hole. I would recommend everybody read this just because yeah. it really makes a good case for it. And we'll have more to talk about yeah. tomorrow after we dig in. But there's some very good comps and it ties into convex and, you know, how everybody's fighting, you know, the curve wars and how this is an interesting play in that space, too, that I think ends up taking both to them. Um, but, yeah, definitely an interesting move. I mean, I was kind of looking at the prices of YFI yesterday, to be honest, um, because it's something that you should be thinking about. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, cool. yeah, I, I mean, I definitely want to look at that more deeply and, and see what we can see if there's something for us to play with there. Sounds like it's got some good opportunities coming. Um, what else? What else you got, Joe? I think that we we got through the Rary. We got through that. We did EWO. Um, I was, was – Where's my Telegram links? I think we got them all up. Oh, I did see this one I thought was kind of interesting. Um I don't think we talked about this yesterday. You know, a former U.S. treasurer talking about crypto and just, you know, regulations and saying, um, trains left the station, baby. It's too late. Um, so I thought Can't that was put it back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's already gone. It'd be awesome if crypto mom became the chair of the SEC. That would be, that would, that would hold on to your fucking crypto, dude, because that would just blow shit up. Yeah. I mean, Look, to me, it's it's going to blow up again. And, you know, I was looking at the chart, the yearly chart, and I was looking at May and June. And I remember, like, in May, I didn't really get hit hard in the first wave of that correction. I think because I think maybe because Doki and Azuki were still way up at that point. So I wasn't feeling it. And it wasn't until <laughs> everything got dragged down in June that I started feeling it. And then, you know, yeah. of course, we got july 15 to september and then october but once you kind of look at pumptober and then look at you know november you know november to now has been kind of a bit of a slide you know for a good month and a half so i get the feeling that we're ready to come out of this is my read because of all the other activity going on in the market um and so you know i'm interested to see how that's why these rebase tokens it's intriguing to me because i've never been sitting in them at the you know end of a couple of months, let's just say bearish cycle, because um, now they're at like rock bottom. So I'm really curious right. to see what happens when this you know we turn and get another July 15th or another you know Pumptober um, yep. or another you know January like last year. Because remember last year there was a little run if I remember in December, maybe to early January, and then it went down like 40, 50 percent for a couple of weeks. And then it started taking off again around January 21st or 2nd. Um, and then right. you know, that was the, the big run to like, you know, middle of April, end of April, early May. Um, well, I wasn't doing any of these types of things then, these these rebates. Right. It was just right. mainly spot. I wasn't even doing a ton of DeFi yield farming at that stage. Um, I didn't no. start doing that until like maybe May-ish. Um, and that served me really well in that downturn. And, you know, I'm not doing a lot of yield farming right now because I'm looking at all these rebase things, but um, I'm kind of curious to see how this holds up. So, yeah. you know, to me, I think it's the ideal time if you're new to it to be, you know, sticking a toe in. Um, if you're in it, I think it's, yep. you know, trust the APYs and, you know, maybe do a little DCAing, but that's about it. 
and then look for what's next. You know, I mean, the YFI stuff looks very interesting. Um, you know, other ones that we talked about a lot in the past, you know, Maddox cranking right now. Um, yep. You know, curves going. Um, what was the Phantom starting to move again? Um, trying to think. AVAX is cranking right now. Um, and, you know, obviously BNB uh, is going. So I think there's a yep. lot of stuff moving that we're just not really seeing as much. At least I'm not because I'm looking at other things you know, trying to like consolidate in this, in this trough or this bottom so that when it does go next, cause you know, it's going to, um, that we're in good shape. Yeah. So uh, know, I recommend not- everybody this, uh, ether drops tracking bot in telegram. If you use telegram, cause I keep a collection of tokens I'm watching there. Uh, and I can load them up anytime I want from the telegram bot. It's, it's awesome. Ether drops tracking bot. So I keep an eye on all the prices of what's happening and kind of you can see one hour, 12 hour, 24 hour change. You can see a full list of all the tokens you currently want to monitor. It'll also send you alerts on uh, larger transactions. So you can say, I want to see every time there's a sale of Matic of more than, say, $1 million in value. Or um, you can also monitor wallets. So you can set up monitoring for your own wallets to see if any transactions occur but also other wallets that you think are important to keep an eye on. And it'll alert you about those transactions. Yeah, no, I use that too. I definitely like it. I use just alerts on my phone too for on CoinGecko for whatever yeah. I'm holding. Um, yeah. I want to pull this up. since I'm sort of looking for other things to show on a screen. Um, this is Unistow. And they had the um, NFT minting. I started last Friday. You know, so far, 4,360 right. out of 5,000 um you know for the new game have been minted um you know i haven't picked up any myself yet because i got tons of nfts still from before that i need yeah. to sell um speaking of which hey have you done anything with seer light lately what's that have you done anything with seer light lately no nothing i haven't even looked at it yeah i haven't been over i haven't been an open sea for like a month i don't think but i'm gonna dig into that over the holidays as well but um you know so look this is Still got in this down market, you know, I mean, they're 100 BUSD per, uh, you know, per mint. And you get discounts if you own, like, I own more than 20, so I get 20% off. But, you know, I haven't pulled the trigger yet just because, I, as like I said, I just don't really want to right now. Um, but there's room there if someone else does. You know, I see 500, yeah. 640 there. Um, it looks like a pretty intriguing game. But this is an example of, you know, they're trying to come up with something beyond the rebase. And, right. You know, so that's to me, that's the kind of stuff you want to look for. Whether the game is going to be all that, you know, I don't know. Go ask the must people. Is that still working? Is their <laughs> game still working? I mean, games, games are games. People are loyal to them or they don't get hooked on it. Um, yeah. These guys are pivoting. So to me, where do they pivot within this? You know, yield farming and all of that with the NFTs and a game, you know, where there's also there's looters and miners. So, I think when you stake the NFT and unstake it, it could possibly be stolen by a looter. Like you got a 10 to one shot of, I think, losing it. So there's there's some new things in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I always think of stuff like that and, you know, how people are doing different things. Now it's still holding up, but I think, well, 40 um, backing of $10. uh, What's the TVL? 
where is that here protocol on liquidity no backing i mean there's a treasury balance i don't really see market cap is six seven tvl 5.9 right here um right so you know again decent metrics on a small play that's trying to pivot to something else right so, um right you know on For fortress style what are they doing this is one that I've kind of been annoyed with just because of the fact, like I told you, they pulled the liquidity pool. Um, this isn't going to come up when I'm showing it, but anything else you want me to pull up that, to look at? Brad? No, I'm good, man. I think, we, I think we can call it a day. Yeah. Let's call it a day. We're all got a lot of work to do on the club and, uh, and uh, funds. And I, I want to get that stuff rolling. So uh, the, yeah. Uh, I, I heard back from the attorney. She's going to call me this evening. Uh, so we'll cool. see what we can get on that. Awesome. Thank all you right, everybody for listening. Thanks for uh, watching. Uh, thanks for sharing this show with your friends. The more people we have, the better. Thank you to everyone that's volunteered to help with the club. Thank you to those of you that just want to participate. Just uh, excited to get this thing rolling and have fun creating a community. So uh, more to come on that. and We'll reach out to you. Yeah, again, thanks everyone and happy holidays. Everybody that's reached all. out, we will yeah, everybody that's reached out, we will contact you. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're looking forward to this. Um okay. enjoy the holidays and uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. All right. See ya. Thanks, Joe. Bye, buddy. See you later. Bye bye. Cheers. See ya.